Hour number three for the Bill Michael Show. Good to have you on board today. Uh, Brewers in Philadelphia, bottom of the uh, second right now, scoreless. Corbin Burns on the hill for the uh, the crew, and we'll keep you up to date there. Uh, unless, of course, you're watching it, uh, make sure you then uh, drop the app on us. Uh, WOZN, the zone, Madison, the zone, strike three. Corbin Burns walking off the hill. Two scoreless innings, two no-hit innings. Did I just jinx it? Grant, did I just mention that? After two innings, Corbin Burns is not giving up a hit if I just jinxed the no-hitter. Am, am I to blame now? You might have. The beginning of the game was really exciting because Yelich got on first and then Contreras popped up on one pitch and then Yelich got picked off on the next play. So it went from something <laughs> cooking to nothing just like that. To uh, Yeah, the polished turd. It happened right after that. Um, hey, let me ask you this. Are you, uh, are you watching the game? Is it on your studio? Oh yeah, we have a big flat screen TV in here. I'm I'm keeping a close watch on it in case anything crazy happens. Is it pixelating today? Okay, I might have lied. It's not the highest quality TV, so maybe don't <laughs> ask me because I don't okay. I don't even know if Bally Sports Wisconsin on its best day is clear on yeah. this TV. By the way, speaking of Bally's, they lost uh, another. Uh, I think another uh, broadcast. Um, you wonder how much longer this whole Bally's thing is actually going to hang on before you know other changes and contracts are signed and made and you wonder what's going to happen after all of this if there's going to be their own production within you know the 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 ball team or if they're going to take on another entity outside to come in and produce the broadcast now but valley sports uh boy pretty much uh pretty much down the toilet they continue to lose more and more teams to say to hell with it we're going to go on to other entities so uh or do suddenly the uh, the do we have the Brewers Network, the old uh, Brew Network now? You had what is the it's, you got the Yes Network with the Dodgers. What is the uh, the Mets Network? The Mets have Com is no, it's not Comcast. Oh God, the Mets have their own network now too, or not the Mets? Excuse me, the uh, Cubs, the Cubs. I can't think of what their network is, but they have their own network. Marquee, now. the Marquee Network. Yes, thank you. Marquee Network. Got to wonder if you're going to end up with some kind of uh, Wisconsin Brewery Network or something like that before it's all said and done. So, but uh, Bally's fast. That ship is uh, taking on water fast, and there's no money to be had. That's for sure. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, this one is from uh, Mike, who says, "I remember watching the Bucks winning in 1971. Alcindor, Robertson, Dandridge, Allen, and Johnny Mac. They were stacked. Yes, they were." Yes, they were, uh, no doubt. Um, I remember as a kid, even before that, when they got uh, Oscar Robertson, I remember my dad was uh, like a massive Bucks fan because Oscar came out of the University of Cincinnati. Back-to-back um, -back years, he was fantastic. They won a national title. And uh, so we immediately started, you know, checking the box score every day for Milwaukee Bucks news uh, back in the upstart Bucks days. And then... You know, there was the Kansas City Royals and all that kind of stuff. Or not Kansas City. Was it Kansas City? Uh, no, it was the Cincinnati Royals were a short period of time. But there was another team that we paid attention to. I can't remember what it was. But they're defunct now. Um, but, yeah, I remember remember watching any NBA game I could possibly get because we, we didn't have an NBA team in Cincinnati. So we were mainly college college basketball. And we watched more UC basketball. God, that goes all the way back to the – 
the Gail Catlett days and, and the Metro conference and stuff and, you know, when the conferences were becoming, you know, much, much tighter, so to speak. So anyway, uh, this one's from Rich, who says, do you think the policy that uh, policy is the next Packers president? Uh, I'd like to see uh, Rob Davis get the job now that he's back. Um, Policy, probably. I don't think Rob Davis would. I like Rob, but Rob has had his, we'll say, emotional moments. He's sometimes more a player and a a tough guy at times, and you can't be. You got to be incredibly diplomatic. And uh, so I, I don't, I don't necessarily see Rob Davis getting it, but policy probably, probably. With a name like Ed Policy, you just have to be in charge of something, right? You know. Right. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, This one's from our buddy Steve. Steve says, after a slow start, William Contreras starting to show us the all-star form now. Not only is he hitting the cover off the ball, but he has a cannon from behind the plate. Shooting down the runner, trying to uh, steal second last night was pivotal in that ballgame. He's definitely the player of the game. Let's hope a strong outing from Corbin Burns today. Either five and one or four and two in the road trip. Fantastic. That's our buddy Steve. Steve, uh, appreciate the email. Yeah, Contreras is, is. You've seen his numbers steadily rise, and and you were uh, while his brother for the Cardinals has steadily gone down. Oof. It's a drastically drastic comparison right now on the two brothers as to which one is playing well and on a winning team versus not playing well on a very very bad baseball team when everything the stars appeared to align for st louis to take or retake the top spot in the division and they just they've tanked god they've been so bad they've just been so bad um which you know i don't think any of us are crying over to be perfectly honest with you but the cardinals right now although i will say this the cardinals have now won five straight uh they're out of it i know the cardinals fans and i'm here to tell you if you're a cardinals fan you're out of it. Brewers right now, 10 games up on the Cardinals. That is, and you're sitting here more than midway through July. The, you're done. So I know they're hoping. I know they think that this win streak is going to continue and they're going to go, you know, they're going to win, you know, 17 out of the next 20 and all that kind of thing. No. It ain't going to happen. Even if you do, you may gain a couple of games. It's not going to happen. Your season's over. Pittsburgh, boy, you talk about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has gone from a team that was competing for the top spot in the division and very slowly, like a, like a, like a stone just kind of wafting back and forth, heading to the bottom of the pond. There they are again. Pittsburgh has found their way from the top to the bottom, 11 games back in the division. Cincinnati's still two and a half games back, and Chicago gained a half game but uh, at seven and a half. But the Cardinals and the, and the Pirates, they're done. Done. Uh, James says, uh, what do you want to make a bet that the Cardinals end up second in the division by the end of the season? Second in the division, but how many games back? I think the Brewers are going to win the division. They have the best pitching. And they're going to get, oh, you would assume they're going to get some reinforcements. How many games back in the division if the Cardinals over, because I don't have a lot of faith in the Reds. To be honest, I, I, at any point in time, I mean, the Reds can score a ton of runs, but their pitching stinks. So, and the Cardinals, at some point, you got to figure, are going to become sellers, right? So, that being said, if the Cardinals become sellers and begin to liquidate that team, 
and the Reds pick up a pitcher, you would assume the Reds are going to at least be a a, a, a semi-better team, right? So, I no, I, I, I don't see... I, I don't see the, the Cardinals ending up contending for the division. Could they get to maybe third in the division? Could they overtake Chicago? Sure they could. They're a good baseball team. But uh but no, I no, I don't see them ending up second in the division. I think it's between Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee. Uh Chris uh writes, Did you just see uh, Perkins at bat? Pathetic. Uh I did. I'm sitting here watching the game. Perkins tried to drop down a bunt, not once, not twice, but three separate times. That was the most – how is – and, again, I, I don't want to get off on the bunting standards, okay? But bunting in Major League Baseball, especially two low and inside fastballs when you, you can't figure it out, I, I just I, – I'm just stunned. And Christian Yelich just went yard. Oh, boy, Bill. Oh, boy. 14, 14th dinger of the season. A three-run shot, and the Brewers are up three to nothing. After Perkins with such an incredibly poor at bat, trying to drop down any kind of a bunt, which at this point in time you could say the play of the game is the fact that Perkins couldn't drop down a bunt. Because had he dropped down a bunt, do you walk Christian Yelich, Grant, to load the bases? Well, I was going to say, and I, I was crafting a snarky tweet because I'm, I'm very against bunting. I was going to say, well, if only Blake Perkins would have got that bunt down, then the score would, it would still be 3-0 to zero after the home right. run. But that's an interesting point. If he bunts him over, then maybe you do walk Christian Yelich. I don't know. Right? Interesting. If he bunts him over, then with first base open, you would assume they would load the bases by putting Christian Yelich on, being one of the hotter hitters right now, batting two eighty two. But uh, instead, he doesn't drop down the bunt, leaves him at first and second. Well, then again, if he does drop down the bunt, yeah, no, then then it would be second and third. You'd probably walk Christian Yelich, and you'd probably try to work the rest of the lineup to get out of the inning. You would probably play the uh, the defense back, try to get the double play, only allow one run to score, and then get out of the inning. So, yeah, probably you would uh, – had he dropped the bunt down, it wouldn't have happened. But instead, Christian Yelich saves the day. There you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from uh, Nick. Nick says, uh, hey, guys, uh, as far as the fan bases that are going to be disappointed go, yes, I believe the Jets are going to be the number one disappointed fan base. I bet you they don't even get to the postseason. Nick, damn. No postseason. He feels number two is going to be the Bills. Number three is going to be the Cowboys. Number four will be the Lions. And number five, he said, could be open to interpretation, but I believe it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens after paying all that money to Lamar Jackson and all of his holdout status. Uh, which, I again, I still think they're a really good football team. And it, I think very quietly – I mean, the only people that are paying attention to them right now are the people in Cincinnati because they know that they're a good football team. And with Lamar Jackson, Cincinnati may not even have won in the postseason last year. Remember, Cincinnati struggled with them without Lamar Jackson. With Lamar Jackson, Baltimore may have won that game in Paycor Stadium. So 
I think the only people that are paying attention to Baltimore right now is probably Cincinnati in the fight for the division. You know, the other fan base that's all geeked up that nobody's talking about, they're flying very much under the radar, is the, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. Because the Browns fan base, they believe a full offseason, Deshaun Watson's ready to go. They've made some moves. They've gotten better, they believe, through the draft. I mean, they feel like they're ready to start ascending in that, uh, that AFC North. That's which is another fan base nobody's really talking about. I personally hope they uh, they sink like a stone, but nevertheless, that, that's that's another one. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, that's the way to do so. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This portion of your program brought to you by our friends over there at Kane and Kane Jewelers. Kane and Kane Jewelers, great people. Andy Kane, really good guy. His wife Jen. Great people. Uh, But uh, you talk about a terrific store, family-owned business for a long time in West Bend, Wisconsin. They treat you right. They're worth the drive. K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's KaneJewelry.com. Go there. At the bottom of the page, you've got the Buy Like a Guy podcast that Andy does, which is fantastic. But if you're looking for engagement ring, anniversary ring, uh, an upgrade in your wedding ring, whatever it happens to be, they've got it for you. Any kind of ring, necklaces, earrings, pendants, you name it, they've got it, and charms, and charms, and charms, bracelets, and all that kind of stuff. Check out Kane and Kane Jewelers. They, as they say, want to rock your world. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Pella. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Quick Trip brings you quick, hot savings. We're making a splash this month with our Nature's Touch Milk. Just $2.99 a gallon. All our one-gallon 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch Milk is on sale and ready to hit your fridge. Oh, how can you beat fresh straight from our dairy milk that's ready for movie night milkshakes? Or to make those morning waffles extra fluffy. Hey, we got you covered with quick, hot savings. Only at Quick Trip. cool pictures uh, watching over the weekend as many of the bikers that were out and about in the uh, Lake Country area stopped by Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake and a lot of them had some really cool shots of the sunset behind all the bikes in the parking lot and then obviously the deck and the bar and everything out back beautiful place and a great place to go get some drinks or just watch the sunset Uh, if you're a boater and you want to pull up and uh, go to the dock you can uh, but uh, nevertheless, really cool place. Uh, Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake, Prospect Avenue. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. It's a great place to go. Uh, Rich says, hey, don't forget, look out, from the ste- look out for the Steelers. Um, yeah. Steelers, uh, they're very quietly sneaky. And Mike Tomlin, I just think, is a hell of a coach. I just do. And so 
Yeah, but I still don't think they have the talent to win that division. I still think it's a, it's a battle between Cincinnati and Baltimore. Now, the Steelers could play a, a part in that by maybe stealing a winner here or there. Maybe they get good enough to where they can find themselves in the postseason with a, um, with a wild card. I kind of doubt it. But, um, you know, maybe Cincinnati falters. You know, a couple of injuries here or there. You know, you lose a guy like, uh, you know, T. Higgins or something, and they only have, they become a, you know, Jamar Chase is certainly fantastic, but even Jamar Chase, suppose he goes down with an injury or something. Um, you know, that can maybe determine all of that before it's all said and done. But, uh, yeah, um, watch the Steelers, but watch the Steelers in the sense of where will the Steelers grab a win or two along the way and how detrimental will that be in that division? I just don't think they win the division. Could be wrong, but I just don't think they win that division. 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, Jake says, uh, Jacksonville's due for a fall. Jacksonville took a massive step forward last year. This season, it's not going to be as easy because they're going to be a team that is no longer going to fly under the radar. The team the year prior was in disarray because it wasn't like they didn't have any talent. It was just their... The whole Urban Meyer thing was a fiasco. I mean, just a fiasco. And then when you get somebody like Doug Peterson who comes into that organization, knows how to win, did it in Philadelphia, a very tough place to win to begin with, but really put the train on the track in Philadelphia and set them up for success, and then gets hired to go to Jacksonville, and not to mention has a a really good, young, and talented quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. He... he I think they may be ready to take another step forward, not a step backward. But you're right. They're not going to fly under the radar anymore. Uh, that I 100% I, I agree with you. Uh, Marcy says, uh, yes, you are completely correct about Cleveland. They feel like this is going to be their year and nobody's talking about them. They already talk, They already are talking about being disrespected. I think they are set the, setting themselves up for a big failure. Marcy, thanks for the email. Um, yeah, Cleveland is, I know that there's, I know fans over there. I've got friends that live in Ohio that are Cleveland Browns fans and, and I pity them, but it's, I, they feel like this is it. Like, okay, finally we've got, they felt like that a couple of years ago though. They thought they were ready to go and then it was a dismal failure. I just, I think it's still going to be, I just do. Uh, Mark says, did you discuss Arizona? Changed head coaches, changed damn near everything, lost J.J. Watt in leadership. That team is no longer any good. They were never any good to begin with. <laughs> what You got a lot of comments and questions about the Cardinals. Why do so many people care about the Cardinals? They're awful. Uh, you know why? Because I, I think we have um, you know replacements, or not replacements, but people that have uh, moved from Wisconsin out to Arizona. Oh, the Snowbirds, I see. The Snowbirds have, uh, have, have which, which is surprising because what, it's uh, like 114 in Arizona right now, right? My grandma lives out there, and she listens sometimes. She texts me the other day. She's like, hey, it's you know, listening to you and Bill. I said, Grandma, is it like 120 degrees out there right now? She goes, yeah, I love it out here. She's just so happy. Oh, yeah, right? I, I love the way that it is out here. I'm like, Jesus, I think I I, I I love the heat. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of heat. It, it's, it takes your breath away. It's like, now, I don't ever want to live in 114 degrees, and I don't want to live in negative 20 degrees. Um, but if I had my druthers, I'd take the heat over the cold. Um, the one thing is, though, if your air conditioning goes out, you're screwed. 
I mean, it's, it's awful. I remember um, my after my second wife, uh, Judy, her parents had passed away, and they lived in Sun City, uh, which, by the way, at the time was the Viagra capital of the world. Uh, they lived in Sun City, Arizona, the retirement community out there, and we had to go out to clean out their house. And so we flew out. I remember I, we stayed at the Marriott, and the Marriott was bringing in ice trucks to dump these big blocks of ice in the pool to keep the pool cool because the pool temperature was up around 95 degrees when we were there. It was, it was like ungodly hot. It was like 118 degrees or 117 degrees or something like that. It was crazy hot. And uh, I just I remember at night it was still like 90 degrees. You couldn't even hardly sit out. So at night, me, I love it. But other people were like, oh, this is too hot. But yet when it's 71 degrees out there, they're cold. They're walking around with sweaters on. So, and we're thinking, this is perfect. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, I'm freezing. No. <laughs> not happening. I'd rather take the heat over the cold, though, any day of the week. Any day of the week. In a heartbeat. Um, 877-867-1670. So, Grandma likes the heat out there then, right? She loves it. I didn't think that yeah. she was going to say she liked 115, but she's like, oh, I just love it out here. I'm like, well, more for you then, I guess. I, it's been that way, I guess, over 100 now for I don't know how many days in a row. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been like seven to ten days in a row, over 100. And that heat, I don't know if you saw it, that heat is coming this way next week. Uh, we've had a pretty yeah. mild last couple of weeks. I've been able to wear pants and, and a long sleeve shirt to work and, and really not be too bothered. But I feel like it's got to get um, hot here at some point. It hasn't been hot yeah. the last few weeks. We haven't had the 90-plus. I think we've only had like six or seven days over 90. It's not like it's been an ungodly you know, hot summer, but it's been awesome. The one thing I can say is, is that, yeah, it's been, you know, dry. We've been on uh, really dry, more dry than we probably, you know, wanted. Uh, everybody loves beautiful days, but everybody knows that there are certain things you have to have when it comes to the, uh, the rainfall. And that's one farmers, two, if you own a yard <laughs> or three, if you, you know, rely upon certain things, you know, with, uh, you know, fishing and such or ponds and, if you're, you know, I don't know, if you're, uh, say, a lawn, landscaping business. I like Kristen's house. She hasn't had the uh, the people to landscape, the, the lawn mow people. She hasn't had her lawn mowed in probably three weeks. They just, there's nothing there's nothing to mow. It's just it's just dead. She doesn't have a lot of trees to cover the grass, so the, the grass is just brown and dead. Nothing is growing. The only thing that grows is the weeds. And you're not going to come out just to mow them. So she's saving, I think it's like 65 bucks a week, not having people people mow. You're not going over there to mow, take care of her lawn? No. <laughs> I do I don't have enough time to do my own. So, but uh but yeah. Uh by the way, I know I many of you are talking about it. Look, I, I we're not going to carry it. I'm just I'm sorry. I'm I'm make I'm taking a stand. For everybody that says we still care, love, want to hear from Aaron Rodgers, I don't care. I know he's speaking to the media right now. I know they're carrying it live. I don't care. I had to flip over during the commercial break uh, just to see if uh, if it was on. And sure enough, you know, Sports Center, they're carrying it, uh, and it's Aaron Rodgers live, his usual press conference. And no, we're not carrying it. He is not a Green Bay Packer anymore. I'm I'm taking it. Can you believe that, Grant? As controversial as he is, and as much as he has to say, I'm not doing it. We'll find out later on tomorrow. We'll play some stuff back if he says anything in regards to the Green Bay Packers and comparisons and such. Other than that, I don't give two dams. 
about what Aaron Rodgers has to say right now about his new team. Just don't. Andrew Monasterio's do swinging a red hot bat. You expect us to care about Aaron Rodgers' press conference right now? Come on. Right? Right? No. <laughs> I, I'm not. We're not carrying it. Not taking a stand. Not going to do it. Not going to happen. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We're taking a stand on this program. Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers will not be aired live. Not going to happen. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Looking for a hot ride this summer? Find yours this July at Pottawatomie. You could win your share of $400,000 in cash and prizes or rumble all summer long in one of four brand-new Harley-Davidson motorcycles. It's the Hot Ride Motorcycle Giveaway this July, only at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel, Milwaukee. Visit PaysBig.com slash Hot Ride for more details. Must be 21 and a club member to play. This weekend, uh, we're going to participate in a motorcycle ride because we do that for others because so many people do it for us, and it's going to be for the burn camp. It's going to be a crazy train, and uh, hopefully if you uh, ride a motorcycle and you're going to be out and about uh, this weekend, maybe, uh, you know, take some time and, and um, you know, and maybe stop down the crazy train this weekend. We're going to have uh, a good time. We're going to have a good time. I know that because a lot of our, our friends are going to be there. But uh, they're doing a, a really special thing for uh, kids in need, and the Burn Camp ride is always, always one of the biggest rides that they do, and uh, we're we're looking forward to it. So it's coming up this Saturday, and uh, we're going to be down there. So hopefully, uh, if you're going to be out and about this weekend, and you want to do something uh, t- something cool and something good for kids, uh, it's the it's it's the motorcycle ride down there for our friends at the Crazy Train. So uh, I know uh, Troy and the the staff down there they do uh, a good job with things, and they're you know like I said they're they're good people, and um, you know hopefully with uh, the ride coming up for the Burn Camp ride and doing all the good things that they do, it's uh, it's a huge success. We wish them nothing but the best, and we're going to be a part of it. So we're going to put our money where our mouth is. So hope to see you down there, Crazy Train. Saloon down in Waterford, Wisconsin. They got a big party coming up after the fact, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know they call it crazy train, kind of going off the rails, so to speak. But uh, the ride itself is just going to be awesome. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it this weekend. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Uh, give us a shout. Coming up here, uh, kind of going to change things up today. Um, so first and foremost, uh, at the, at the end of the program today, uh, Mike Clemens is going to join us. We'll talk with Mike about some of his expectations going into training camp. And so normally at the end of the show, we'd be doing, what do we miss? But uh, we're going to do some, what do we miss stuff today? Uh, and, uh, probably about 35, 40 minutes. We'll get into all of that. 35, 40 minutes. We'll get into all of that. So we'll do that kind of change things up a bit because you got to when you got Mike Clemens coming on you're gonna talk some Packers football you got to change things up well you brought up the Big Bang Theory yesterday Bill I remember in the Big Bang Theory uh, they had anything can happen Thursday so why don't we apply that correct we shake up the order that's one thing I remember from when I was really into that show is anything can happen (laughs) Thursday 
You know, what's really weird is I, uh, there's a whole group of shows that I bought and that are on Amazon prime and I downloaded like a ton of stuff. I went back old school. I did some, uh, did some Seinfeld, some cheers. I've got big bang theory. I've got a whole bunch of different programs. I love law and order. Uh, so I downloaded a bunch of that and that's what I can fall asleep to. So when I travel on the road, I still watch live programming, but when I need to go to sleep, I need something on in the background. I just kind of grew up that way. So that, that's kind of my go-to. It's whatever I'm feeling that night. I just flip it on. It'll run probably four shows deep into it before it asks you if you want to keep watching or not. And then I just I doze off. So that's my, my doze-off show. And I still watch Big Bang Theory. I you know still do. Have you seen the just the blow-up of Katie Cuoco? Uh, that, and hopefully I'm pronouncing her last name right. All the different things that she's been critically acclaimed for i mean that that uh what was it the the stewardess show i can't remember the what flight the attendant was. i think it's the called. flight attendant yes the flight attendant she she was in that and that was critically acclaimed now she's got another thing on about podcasters that do a podcast about a murder and they end up getting to know the murderer um and that's being critically acclaimed as well i don't know if that's on hulu or what that what that's on but she's got another one out now and that and the fact that she's been the smirnoff girl and she's been the Priceline girl. And, man, ever since Big Bang Theory ended, you know, now she looks different. She doesn't look like the, the young Penny anymore. But, uh, but man, she has, she's just fallen, you know, in from one, one good role into the next ever since then. Whereas, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, she's really funny in Curb, if you ever watch Curb. She was in for an episode or two with Vince Vaughn, uh, and she dropped the pirate's booty on the ground and didn't pick it up, and everyone was real mad at her about it. If you've seen Curb, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you're like, that makes no sense. But she's really funny. She was good in Curb, too. Right. No, I didn't see that. So uh, that's interesting. Um, So uh, anyway, long story short is she's, you know, Johnny Galicki. He's obviously had a good career going all the way back to Roseanne and then moving forward. And and he was the the young son in Christmas Vacation. People don't even realize that. Uh Uh-huh. People don't don't realize that. Yeah, he was a little kid in Christmas Vacation. Um, and then who was the girl that played, uh, Bernadette? She was the judge in night court. Has that been picked up for another season? That was an awful show. I love John Larroquette in the original night court, but this remake usually still using John Larroquette and then using her as, you know, Harry's, you know, daughter, who's now the judge was, I watched one episode of it and I went, Oh, this is terrible. This is awful. (laughs) So have you seen young Sheldon? You big young Sheldon guy? Uh, I am not, uh, but I've seen it only for the fact that, uh, God, I hate to say this. Uh, so Kristen's kids were here, uh, and every now and then they'll come over. As a matter of fact, we're going to take them to Road America with us. But uh, one of those episodes came on, and they got hooked on it. They wanted to see it. So I had to download like two or three seasons worth of Young Sheldon. And it there's some funniness to it because of the actors that are in it. There is some pretty good actors that are that are in that particular series, but just the kid itself and the irritation that he provides for me—it's like wearing sandpaper underwear. I, <laughs> I'd rather do anything else, but but the kids love it. So I, I, I yes, I've seen it. I'm not a fan, but eh, you know, hey, if it keeps them occupied, I'm good to go. So <laughs> you don't have to worry about the kids aspect of things right now, do you? I mean. We watch Jesse Winker every night. I'm not going to judge the kids for enjoying young Sheldon. I put myself through enough pain watching other things. I, 
I'm not I'm not throwing <laughs> stones from my glass house over here. You know how much time I've dedicated watching, I don't know, fill in the blank slapdash Brewers hitter strike out this year? Right. Maybe I should so watch you. In other words, show. you have to take your pick. If you have to take one of your worst shows, uh, you know, Young Sheldon or whatever, some of the worst shows you've ever witnessed, and then say, I'd rather watch that than <laughs> Jesse Winker try to hit a baseball. <laughs> or, God forbid, they ever put him in the field. Uh, yeah, and you'd have to say, I'd rather watch the sitcom. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's awful. I that's think I'd rather bad. watch Night Court really than watch Luis Urias play third base. Oh, that's really bad. By the way, uh, over on the Four Letter Network, they finally finished up uh, the press conference of one young Aaron Rodgers, and they are now talking about some of the best hitters in baseball. Wilson Contreras is being highlighted in some of this today. So good for him, getting some of that recognition behind the plate for the Brewers and the hot stick that he's swinging right now. So good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Rich says, I like the 70s, but the corn needs the heat. Uh, the corn, why does the corn need the heat? I get, Well, if you are growing corn, and I know we're way off base, but if you're growing corn for fuel, I think they have to, the corn has to dry out or something. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But I think it has to dry out a little bit. Uh, Rich says, my son said it's going to be 115 in Tucson today. See, again, I'd rather do that than, than take 20 below. I, you just, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I don't, I'm not a cold fan. Not at all. Yelich is a I, triple away from the cycle now. He just doubled. Jeez. Did he really? Not to cut you off. Sorry. I just. No, go ahead. I, you know, Christian Yelich swinging a hot bat update. Which the uh, by the way, with what he's doing today, I, and I have not looked at the uh, the scorecard, so to speak, but as he swings the hot bat today, uh, let's do that here real quick. Um, and I, I hate to do this on the air because I hate to search for stuff, but I'm going to do it anyway because Christian Yelich, uh, with going three for three today, is now sitting at 288 with a slugging percentage of 481. He's three for three. Uh, obviously, a run scored on the uh, long ball has the one home run today and three RBI as the Brewers still lead to the Philadelphia Phillies 3 to nothing, top of the fifth. Bill, I Google at least one thing on my show every night, and it's normally not something important. It's like, when do we harvest corn? And I make my <laughs> listeners wait. And I wouldn't even I wouldn't spend time looking up Christian Yelich's batting average, but I would Google something about corn. That's, that's okay. how I'd waste Here's my time. Here's something about corn. This is, for farmers out there, I need to know this, because it, it, we, we kept asking the question when we were on vacation. Now, where I go on vacation is in the middle of Indiana. If you've ever driven through the heartland and right through the middle of Indiana, say getting to I-70 or 74, it's cornfields, man. I mean, cornfields. We have cornfields in Wisconsin. There, it is just rolling hills of cornfields. And I mean, you can't even see a house. It's just cornfields, right? How can you tell the difference between sweet corn and feed corn? How can you tell? If anybody's listening that knows, let me know. I can get. I would an love answer. to know. I mean, take take a bite. As as a kid that grew up <laughs> playing with friends who had farms, you know, take a munch of field corn. You, you can find out pretty quickly that way. But other than that, I okay. can't help you. <laughs> I I don't know. I because uh, Kristen was asking as if I'm some kind of farmer. I mean, yes, I we had a farm, but it was a dairy cow farm. It wasn't a 
they grew corn, but I, I was too young to realize what the hell they were growing it for. I just remember we ate it. So, you know, so I figured it was sweet corn. But uh, how do you know the difference between sweet corn and feed corn? And as they call it, field corn. You know, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Don't know how to identify it. Um, I know that they talk about the sugar content. Um, but, but I don't know. I, I don't know the difference. Couldn't tell you. So if you know and there's a way to tell and you're a farmer floating around out there, um, let me know. I would love to know because I we finally would get to the bottom of that, that question. It's been, you know, burning now for a while. So anyway. Um, <laughs> it's the tassel, Dave says, but I'm no expert. Some say it's the tassels on top. I agree. The little yellow tassels on top are supposed to be, correct me if I'm wrong, sweet corn versus field corn. But I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Corn fat. We need corn facts. That's what we need. I don't know. Uh, 877-867-1670. What a bizarre twist this show has suddenly turned into. Holy crap. Got a lot more of the uh, Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Pella. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Quick Trip brings you quick, hot savings. We're making a splash this month with our Nature's Touch Milk. Just $2.99 a gallon. All our one-gallon 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch Milk is on sale and ready to hit your fridge. Oh, how can you beat fresh straight from our dairy milk that's ready for movie night milkshakes? Or to make those morning waffles extra fluffy. Hey, we got you covered with quick, hot savings. Only at Quick Trip. Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. The answer to our corn question. <laughs> um, I, you know, some would say it's obviously taste. That's a no-duh. I'm talking about just like looking at it in the field. Is there a way to distinguish which is which? That's what I'm, I, when you're driving down the highway and you look over to your left and you look over to your right, how do you know which is sweet corn that you're going to eat versus feed corn? Or as they call it, field corn or dented corn. I'm getting a whole history of corn here, and I'm still not getting my answer. Yes, if you open up the if you you know you open up the actual stalk of corn and you shuck it and there's the corn, you can tell that some of it's different because sweet corn is more yellow, more round, more plump, robust. Versus the field corn, which, as they say, it begins to dry out. It becomes dented. becomes more orange. They use it for feed corn for cattle, and they also use it for uh, for gas and ethanol. 
That I understand. But if you're driving down the highway and you look over to the field, you go, hey, is that sweet corn or field corn? How do you know? I don't. It's always been a question. Still don't get it. So I, I guess I, you know, the only way for me to really find out is to pull over and peel it and, and take a look at it. Don't know. I figured in this state, this farming state, we would have a farmer or two call us and say, hey, we've got the answer. We're all over it. Here you go. 877-867-1670. Mark says, uh, oh, yeah, uh, you said the uh, same thing, Grant, that uh, uh, the game broadcast has been awful today. The, uh, the picture keeps cutting in and out and has pixelated numerous times to the point that it's actually gone completely black. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've lost it here numerous times too today. I wasn't sure if it was just uh, you know this TV or this feed, but I think you're right. I think Bally is you – know, got some bugs today. got some kinks. Bally's got some bugs, and uh, they might uh, – I could be off here, but they might not have fully paid the bill. Just, just saying. Just saying. So – don't know for sure, but they might not have fully paid the bill. <laughs> so, check it out. Uh, bill says, uh, there is no distinguishing between sweet corn and feed corn. As you drive down the highway, you'd actually have to taste it. Bill, now are you saying this as an authoritarian of corn? Are you a farmer cruising around out there right now? First of all, God love you if you are, and I know you need the rain. But I, I don't know. My dad would know. My dad is no longer with us, but my dad would know. He used to know that stuff all the time. He'd look over and tell you what it was. He grew up on a farm, but I don't. I never did find out that distinction. Bill, your call for an expert has been answered. We have Dave from Abbotsford who wants to chime in on this. Yes, let Dave please end the controversy. Please tell us about corn. Well, sweet corn is generally going to be shorter. It doesn't have as uh, thick of a stalk. You see sweet corn and field corn next to each other. The field corn is going to be a lot taller. A lot thicker stock. That's about the only difference when you're look when you're looking at them driving by. Okay, that's that I get uh, because I I understand it now because there are fields where you look and you're like, is that fully grown? And yet they're out there plucking it. Okay, that would be the sweet corn, and then the really really tall stuff that is bigger than me that I'd run through and get lost in. That would be the field corn. Correct. Right. Correct. There you go. Dave, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. He is he is yep, settling the controversy. Day. You too. You settled the controversy for us. So if if it's bigger than I am, it's field corn. <laughs> that's it. Now I know it's not so hard. That's that's not bad at all. Because there are there are. I mean, you because you you'll drive down the highway and you'll you'll look and you'll say, "Oh my God, boy, that corn's really grown. What are they doing?" And now you know that's field corn. When the shorter stuff, when you're going, "Hey, this guy's not growing his corn very tall at all, but it looks ready to be harvested." Now you know that's a sweet corn. You pull over and grab that stuff. You grub down on it like you're going to the electric chair later that night. Who drives around with a big vat of butter in a trunk? I do. There you go. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. See, these are all the things that we solve on this program. We don't only talk sports. We talk about anything and everything that happens to pop up at any particular time. We bring it to you. That's what we do. Good stuff. Uh, Jeff says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, I believe that the Packers are going to be one of the surprise teams in the NFC this year. I think they're probably third or fourth best. They will end up in the postseason, but as a wild card, I still think the Detroit Lions or the Minnesota Vikings are going to win the division. But the Packers are going to be right there. They're going to surprise people. Mark my words, book it, and let's throw some duckage on it. 
Duckage, D-U-C-K-A-G-E, he says. Duckage. Uh, I'll bet you a hot fudge sundae. I'll bet you a beverage. Be happy to do that. I'm not going to throw down a ton of money on that because I think the uh, the NFC North is, like you said, two teams and then the rest. So, but I'd be happy to bet you, Jeff, that that does not happen. I I mean, I hope it does. Jeff, for, for our business, for Grant and I sitting here today, the one thing we want is nothing more than the Packers to be relevant at the end of the season, and there is hope on the line, and there is ebbs and flows, ups and downs, or just a win. Just win, give everybody hope. Looking forward to the postseason. Everybody's packing the bars. Everybody's ready to go on Sunday. Everybody's following the program, tweeting, and they're paying attention to us. Post-game show, all that stuff. Huddles are packed. Yeah, we're doing it. That's what we hope for. The one thing we don't want is this team to suck swamp water. I mean, like, just just craptastic. Like, three wins, sucks, everybody needs to be fired, burn everything down, and everybody starts looking for other things to do. Suddenly, you've got a whole lot of soccer fans floating around out there for people that would rather go ice fishing and just turn on music uh, or not listen to anything for fear the vibration may wiggle the ice, which then will scare the fish, whatever, anything but that. So I, I'm, I'm hoping with you. I'm right there, man. Hey, coming up here in about 15 minutes, we'll get into a little what did we miss? We got Mike Clemens coming up at the bottom of the next hour. Speaking of Packers football, he will be joining us. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk with Mike about what he's kind of looking for. I mean, everybody seems to say the same thing. We're looking to see what Jordan Love can do. But Mike's already seen him up close and personal. So what else needs to be sought after when this team uh, convenes next week? Less than a week away. Can you believe it? We are six days away. Six days away. I can't wait for Clemens. He's going to be like, speaking of field corn, I once met Don Mikowski right outside of a sweet corn field in Shawano. He'll give us the best (laughs) story we've ever heard. He was a backup to the Scarecrow. And there, <laughs> there he you was go. throwing footballs at the crows that were coming down and trying to eat the corn. That's how they used By to the practice way, before at, they had this at, nice facility. Right? Now. He was throwing ears of corn at people. Then all of a sudden, out of the back of the field comes Paul Kaufman, who was catching them. I had no idea. It was amazing. <laughs> so, there Perfect. you go. We got more of the Bill Michaels Show. Another hour yet to go. Oh, we are solving all of life's problems right here. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next.